the hockey dudes podcast it's your daily hockey and gambling podcast it is monday august 16th and boys we are right around the we are approaching fall we are coming up on fall i'll tell you what mckenzie decorated for fall this past weekend and firefighters close your ears there are 50 candles being burned in this house right now we are absolutely um, buzzing off the candles right now. So, again, firefighters, I love you guys. We are very responsible with our candles, okay? I'm, I'm not even joking about that. Everybody, please make sure your candles are burnt out. Don't do anything dangerous. I've Bad things can happen. Let's just say that. All right, guys. Well, anyways, we got to get some NHL news. Joe Thornton is going to play... His 24th NHL season with the Florida Panthers. Thornton, 42 years old, will earn a $75,000 deal. He's playing for less than a million, and at the age of 42, you expect nothing less. And here's the thing. He's cup-chasing. He is absolutely cup-chasing. I mean, there's no doubt about it. This is what people do later in their careers. They sign, they try to sign cheap with teams that are locked and loaded. And Joe Thornton, Hall of Fame career, longtime centerman with the San Jose Sharks. And then you thought last year with his year with the Maple Leafs, that would be his cup year. People were saying that too about Nick Foligno going to play there. I just knew deep down inside that the Toronto Maple Leafs would never win a Stanley Cup last year. I, they might, they might never win a Stanley Cup again. I'm serious. It might be that bad over there. So he goes down to Florida, and look, they're still locked and loaded. Justin Huberdeau, Alexander Barkov, and it looks like they're gonna play Spencer Knight and goalie this year. So hey, you know what? Go chase your cup. One of the better teams in the Atlantic Conference last the Atlantic Conference. One of the better teams in their division last year, in their COVID division, and they're going back to the Atlantic, which traditionally is a weaker division in the NHL. I have full confidence that they will be very locked and loaded, ready to go for the playoffs. And I don't I have don't I don't fault Joe Thorne at all for chasing a cup. Okay? I would sign with the Florida Panthers too if I could, but I can't. Um, no, so I'm I'm happy for him. Plus, Florida is a very hot destination. I mean, everybody, you know, just go go spend one year in Florida. You know what I mean? He's a guy that he's a Cali bro. You know, I mean, he spent out a lot of time out in San Jose on the West Coast, and then he he tried the year up in Canada. Realized that COVID is an absolute monster up there, and everything's locked down, and the media kind of stinks up there, and everybody is constantly on your butt and the team doesn't ever produce in the playoffs so get right on down to Florida where there is absolutely no expectations there's less fans that attend there's more fan there's more media members in the locker room talking to the, the Toronto Maple Leafs after their games than there are fans actually at the Florida Panthers games so <laughs> it is a complete 180 from what he did do this past year and hey 
his chances to win the Stanley Cup, I think, have improved. So, good job out of Florida Panthers. I mean, he's a guy that, I mean, I think he can still produce. I mean, the guy's got career points of 1,500. And he's five points away from being 12th overall. So he's still got a he's still got a little fight left in him. And plus, Florida has had some old guys before. I mean, Yarmir, Yarmir Yager. I still love that Yarmir Yager. I, when I think of Florida Panthers, like New Jersey's, like when they transitioned into that um, Shield logo, and then they did the like the Montreal Canadiens like stripe across the middle. Those sweet, sweet jerseys. I love the rebrand they did. When I think of that jersey, I still think of Yarmir Yager. And obviously he's on my mind. Talked about him on the last podcast. So that's where my head goes when I think of that. So they're, they've had old guys before. And listen, Joe Thornton is a guy. He played 44 games last year. Um, so he was healthy last year for a good portion of the year. And he had five goals and 15 assists. and While averaging just about 13 minutes a game. So, I mean, this guy's still producing. And... Heck, it's like he was in San Jose just two years ago, and nobody ever once really brought up the fact that he was truly slowed down or that he was washed. So I think just you just think a guy is kind of washed when you see the age and you see that they have signed for so cheap for a team and they're clearly cup chasing. You just think there's the team has more to give to that player than the player can give to the team. But I think it's quite the opposite. I think it's quite the opposite with the Florida Panthers. Good job, Florida. Good job, Florida. I think they'll be locked and loaded for this year, and that's some good. Uh, it's a good, good veteran presidents. Good, good presidents. Man, oh man, that's a good veteran presence to have in the locker room. And Bill Zito, Blue Jackets guy, is just out there just dominating it, bringing players in. Good for him. Love to see that. Uh, but we got to talk about our team. Um, and I was seeing some stuff over the weekend. I saw Brian Hedger talked with Jack Roslevic in the Columbus Dispatch. And he sat down with the centerman, 24 years old. Remember, he had an awesome year last year with the Blue Jackets. He was, he was a bright star in a dark sky. He, he was a very bright star in a very dark sky. Just a bad year, a bad season, um... Maybe you expected to see some things out of line A, and you did see it. You did see a couple cool things, um, but definitely the the better part of that deal for the Blue Jackets, I think, was Jack Roslovic in that trade. Remember, we got line A and Roslovic back from Winnipeg for Pierre-Luc Dubois. You traded centers. You traded for a center that produced, I personally felt like, better offensively than what we were getting out of Pierre-Luc Dubois. Obviously, because Pierre-Luc Dubois literally stopped trying down the stretch. But we bring in Roslovic. He plays well for us. He has 12 goals, 22 assists, tallying for 34 points in what he'd play, like 40 games with us or so. He set a new career high for himself. And listen, Roslovic was a guy who Winnipeg missed out on, man. He was a winger. They had him playing wing up in their AHL with Manitoba. And he was a bottom six at best with Winnipeg as a winger. This is a guy that, that's not his natural position. He grew up playing center. He wants to play center. So he's here on a two-year deal with the Blue Jackets. He's playing center. 
and he's producing offensively. I think he feels like he has his whole career ahead of him. I think this upcoming season is going to be is is going to feel like his rookie year in the NHL. You know? And man, how mature is he? You know, to have experience playing in the NHL, to be ready and to go into your full 82 game season with the the shortened year that you had scoring 12 goals and getting out of the crappy situation you had with Winnipeg. And now he's playing center. And guess what? Brad Larson made a great hire, and he brought Pascal Vincent, who was an assistant coach in Manitoba in the AHL, the team that Jack Roselvick was playing on. That is that is the team that Jack Roselvick was playing on. And I think Pascal Vincent may have seen that Jack Roslovic was not a winger. Jack Roslovic was meant to be a center. And now here he is in Columbus playing center with his coach who probably saw that in him. He is the right-hand man to Brad Larson. And Pascal Vincent is going to be running the offense in Columbus. And they're bringing a new approach to the game. Remember, towards this past era... Of six years with Torts, he emphasized defense, defense, defense. Defense makes good offense. Hustle back. Um, finish your checks. Um, play fundamental hockey. Play physical hockey. Keep the game in front of you. Cause turnovers, then turn it to offense. And it was very strict. Brad Larson, who was the right-hand man to Torts, and he was the man in charge of running the offense. And although our power play stunk, I think Brad Larson did a good job pulling out the best he could out of the Blue Jackets' offense this past six years under what was a very, very strict um, team strategy. So Brad Larson's going to try to bring this new mindset, this new, like, passive uh, mindset where, you know, we are going to, t- instead of having the players tailor to what we want to do, we're going to try as coaches to tailor to what the players want to do. Or in turn, in, in better terms, we're going to try to bring the most out of these players. Not every Not every player can play the game the same way. Every player has a different skill set. And under a good hockey mind and with talent in the room, which I think the Blue Jackets have, especially in Jack Roslovic, I think the ceiling the ceiling is so high for this team, man. The ceiling is so high for this team. Specifically Jack Roslovic, who is the team. <laughs> he will be the team this upcoming year. And I'm looking forward to see what he can do. I'm looking forward to see what he can do. And now... When he was playing under Torts this past season, there were a lot of talks of his defense wasn't quite where it needed to be. Sure, his offense was great and productive, but the stats would show that when Jack Roslovic was on the ice, we still were giving up a lot of goals. And here's what Roslovic had to say about playing under a new system. He said, I think it's going to be interesting. I'm going to start, hopefully learning new reads that you're going to have to make and the system adjustments that are going to be in place with new coaches. That's just the nature of it. 
And then it's keeping my creative juices flowing offensively, just striving to not only keep the team win defensively, but help us win offensively when we need it as well. And, you know, listen, this guy didn't get to the NHL by being a scrub. He got to the NHL because he's talented, because he knows the game, and he knows what he needs to do. Listen, we weren't doing anything last year as a team, all right? And Jack Roslovic came in and he was like, I just want to show this franchise what I can do. I want to I want to belong as a center. And there's no better way to belong as a center than just to score goals. I'll tell you what, you can play as bad as you want. You can play horrible when the, you don't have the puck. You can... Uh, you can even be pure Luke Dubois and just be at a public skate out there like it's the ice house on a Sunday afternoon and just be skating around. But when that puck is on your stick and you're scoring goals, you're going to get a long, long leash on a hockey team. And that, and that naturally, naturally. And at least he's admitting that his defense does need to get better. I like that. I love this guy so much. And I'm really, really excited about his potential here with the Blue Jackets especially under Pascal Vincent. I think that's just going to be really, really awesome. And, yeah, we'll see where it goes. I mean, I, I personally think a lot of people have him or Domi being the top center. Listen, Domi's not healthy right now. Domi's not healthy right now. So it's going to be it's going to be Roslovic. Roslovic's going to be the guy. And I'm okay with that. I'm excited about that. The Cannon with SB Nation did a piece on Carson Meyer, the 23-year-old from Powell, Ohio. He went to Ohio State and is now with the Cleveland Monsters. Jackets fans, you know this guy. Or at least Ohio State Buckeye fans, you obviously know this guy. He led the team last year in the AHL up in Cleveland. He led the team in he had the longest point streak of the season of nine games. And I believe that ties a franchise record for the Cleveland Monsters. Listen, there's an old saying that goes on out there. You don't want to leave talent in your system. You don't want to wait to bring talent up. All right? And I think Carson Meyer's a good talent. Stats prove that. I mean, hear the stat that I just read. Did you hear it? I said he had a nine-game point streak last year. And, you know... He's a guy who's older, 23 years old. He is a lot like Jack Roslovic because he's from Palo, Ohio. And listen, I, I've seen firsthand these guys play in action, and I've seen them grow up around the sport. They are playing some of the best hockey that you can find in North America here in Columbus. I really believe that. I really believe that. And it makes absolutely the most amount of sense why he would go up to the AHL in Cleveland and just play really well up there and shine bright. Because he is that kind of guy. He's been doing it his whole life. I just think with these guys, with these players that grow up in Columbus, it just gets me, it gives me goosebumps thinking about the franchise that they grew up watching and they grew up being fans of giving them the chance to play at the NHL level and 
I just get goosebumps when those players meet the expectations of the fans, and I think Carson Meyer will be that guy. There's listen, there's not a lot of um there's not a lot of team team jersey, team community pride. I, I don't know how to say it. there's not a lot of community pride in professional sports. It's very hard to find. It's very hard to find. The best teams the best teams that win championships at the pro sports level, they find pr- they have pride in their community. Look at what Tampa Bay has been doing in in hockey, obviously, and in, in the NFL, and the ma- the Major League Baseball team. The Tampa Bay Rays went to the World Series. There's there is pride in your community, and how could you not be? How could you not be excited about the community in Tampa Bay? Right? I mean, that place just looks awesome. Okay, it's it's it would be easy to find. To be proud of that. What I'm saying is, is you got guys coming to Columbus, and Columbus is a is totally a rotating door. It's a rotating door. Guys are in and out. Look at Ronaldo. Look at this guy that we just are bringing in right now. Look at Delzato last year. These guys, these guys come here because they're looking for work, man. They're looking for a job. They're not looking to to make a fan base proud. They're just looking for work. They're just looking for a, a one-year deal where they can play decent hockey and, and get a contract with Boston or go get a contract at a big market like Edmonton. or just go. They just want to go somewhere else. They want to play on a team that can win a Stanley Cup. And when they come to Columbus, the situation that we've always been is not good. But... Because it's not good, all you gotta do is score a couple goals, have uh, have about fifty percent of the time have some good cl- have some good uh, d- just hope your best, right? About fifty percent of the time, play decent out there, so where you can cut it up, put in a little highlight package, and your agent can go send it off to teams, and then you can get hired as a bottom six forward for hopefully a team that can push for a Stanley Cup, right? That's what these guys do, man. So to have a guy like Carson Meyer, who grew up wearing Union Blue, and having Jack Roslovic, and having Sean Corrali, this is so important for the Blue Jackets, man. It's so important, and if there's one guy I don't want waiting in the wings too long, it's Carson Meyer. It's Carson Meyer. Now, I don't think we have the room for him on the roster right now. I actually do think that there are guys that are deserving of a shot. At winger, I mean, we're about to have Gustav Nyquist back. We got Borchek. We got Line still. We got, we got good guys. We got good forwards. Um, but man, I I don't think all those guys are are gonna be here for long. I don't think those guys are long term solutions. At least. You're lucky if one of those three guys I named are a long-term solution for Winger. I mean, we still got Bjorkstrand. He's committed as ever, or at least it seems like. You still got Robinson, and we'll see. We'll see. But like I said, Carson Meyer, a guy I don't want to be waiting in the wings too long. There is some interesting stuff um, that SB Nation wrote about him. They said he was unable to earn an NHL deal with the Blue Jackets during his senior year at Ohio State, mainly due to the lack of grit. (laughs) Pause. 
Uh, he was told by Chris Clark, the Monsters general manager and CBJ's director of player personnel, to play more like a rat. Since then, he has worked to finish every check, go hard to the net, and get under guy's skin. His rookie year with the Monsters was described as impressive, where in 26 games, he tallied 9 goals, 11 assists, 20 total points. Love that. Love that. Hey, buddy, you play like soft tissue paper. Get a little gritty out there. I need a little sandpaper on you. And that's what he did. He went out there and he played hard. Would love to see what he could offer this Blue Jackets team. Uh, Igor Chinakov, um, the Blue Jackets' first-round selection from the 2020 NHL draft, has made his way from Russia to the United States and will get a long look this fall. Listen, that center, that center spot is open. We need guys. We need guys. And after the season that he had in the KHL being rookie of the year, God, does Yarmo know what he's doing or what? I mean, I still remember that clip where Bob McKenzie on the draft show, who scouted probably 200 players, 200 prospects, scouted them in depth. And this guy gets drafted in the first round. What was it? The number 19th overall pick, I believe, or the 20th overall pick. And it's the Blue Jackets' first first-round pick in two years. And Bob McKenzie's like, I'm going to be honest. I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> that was so funny. Yarmo did. Yarmo did, and he's awesome. The 20-year-old, um, at the very least, if he does not get a spot in, with the NHL team, he will be joining the AHL's Cleveland Monsters this year. I'm looking forward to that. I'm very much looking forward to that, and I plan on making it up to a game or two up there in Cleveland. Because like I said, Carson Meyer, Igor Chinakov, what what more do I want? What more What more could I possibly want out of a Monsters game? I mean, this is the future of the Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets, or the Cleveland Monsters, the Lake Erie Monsters team, excuse me, from that 2015-2016 season was electric. I was at the game when they won the Calder Cup. I was going crazy. One of the best hockey games I've ever been to when we sweeped the Hershey Bears to win the Calder. Um, overtime goal scored by Oliver Bjorkstrand. Is that who it was? Gosh, I just remember it being a 0-0 game, and it was the second overtime when it, a puck just barely crept in. I think it was Bjorkstrand. Gosh, I'm kicking myself because I'm not going to know who that is. and Somebody's probably pissed at me, but hey, it is what it is. Um, finally... I want to read some of these Columbus Blue Jackets uh, game times that were announced. Uh, the first one, opening night, Arizona, October 14th, 7 o'clock. Thursday night, the 14th, less than two months away. And we got preseason hockey starting on September 27th. I'm going to be watching. I am going to be watching. Because, again, the future of the Blue Jackets is playing in the preseason. They are playing in the AHL. That is the team of the future. Watch closely. And, you know, Yarmo's going to be knowing. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. And we will find guys from that team that will pull, that we will bring up and will be integral parts of the future of the Columbus Blue Jackets. I know that. I believe that. I mean, Yarmo drafts well, man. He drafted. Listen, Torts did what he did. He brought this team to prominence. He brought this team to relevancy. But it was Yarmo who who built the pieces. 
No, no, that that was put backwards. Torts built the pieces. Yarmo bought the puzzle. <laughs> there we go. Torts wouldn't had a, wouldn't have had a puzzle to play with if it wasn't for Yarmo buying it. So huge of Yarmo. Um, finally, I'm gonna read some parlays. Okay, I'm gonna get out of here on some parlays. Uh, I lost my beer league hockey game, by the way. So I'm down bad. I'm down bad. I lost my beer league hockey game. My team is out. Tommy pretty much broke his ankle. I sucked at golf today. I had two birdies, but I shot like a 91. I was really, really bad. Um, the Tigers got absolutely crushed. Pretty much the only bright part of my weekend was these candles that I'm burning right now. This, this candle is called Buckeye Winter. I like that. It's kind of nice, right? Did you hear that? That's a that's the a woodwicking one. Hear it again. Hear it crackling. I love that. I love that. I'm addicted to that. Um, sorry, firefighters. Seriously, sorry. I love firefighters. I got a couple. Tommy wants to be a firefighter one day. Huge of him. Um, pretty much the only one bright part of my weekend was. Two things. Two things. I, first of all, I bought the Phil. The Phil. I can't say his name. The Phil Steele College Football Preview Magazine. I'm gonna absolutely dominate that. I can't wait for football. At some point, hopefully within the next week, I'm gonna have Tom and George on for an all football podcast. And West Ham won. West Ham United got the dub. We beat Newcastle United. Screw those guys. Screw those guys. What well, hammers up? Hammers up. We're coming for top four this year. I believe it. I believe it. I don't know how, but I just believe it. All right, parlays. So, I'm only going to be making so many more baseball parlays before we get out of here. This is a four-legger, okay? Four-leg parlay for tonight, Monday night. I got the New York Yankees, uh, minus one and a half. Garrett Cole on the mound. Um, the Angels are coming into New York. Listen, I love New York. I, I love New York and the Bronx. I don't trust the Angels at all. I think... They'll cover minus one and a half. Like I said, Garrett Cole on the mound. He's had enough time since he's gotten rid of the sticky to adjust to throwing the baseball. He's one of the best in the game. Do I need to say any more? The Cincinnati Reds, minus one and a half. The Chicago Cubs are coming to town. The Chicago Cubs are so bad. The Chicago Cubs are what the Blue Jackets were when they traded all those guys at the deadline last year. When they traded Savard. When they traded Nick Foligno. This is this is who the Chicago Cubs are. They're very very bad. The Reds are pushing for a playoff spot. They have one of the best offenses in baseball. I'm taking the Reds minus one and a half at home. The Indians. I'm gonna take them. Uh, I just call them the Indians. The baseball team. I'm gonna take them plus 105. There's a little bit of there's that's nice. Anytime I see the plus on a team that I know is better than the team they're playing. I'm going to take them. The Indians have been red hot. They just beat one of the best teams in baseball in the Detroit Tigers. And they're playing the Minnesota Twins, who are one of the worst teams in baseball. Now, here's the thing. I do not I do not like betting against the Twins at home. The Twins, even though they have been the bottom of the American League, they have played very well at home. Um, but you gotta you got to be a little gutsy, and you got to find the plus. I'm going to take the Cleveland baseball team, plus one and a half. I'll always, or not, not plus one and a half, plus 105. 
And then uh, finally, my last of the four-leg parlay, I'm going to take the Chicago White Sox. Dallas Keuchel on the mound against the A's. A's coming into U.S. Cellular Field. These are one of the two best teams in baseball. A potential preview of what is going to be a playoff matchup. I'm excited about this one. I don't usually, I'm not going to watch it. Who am I kidding? Um, All right. Well, I'm going to go tend to my wife, tend to my candles, tend to my doggy. I love you guys, and I really, really, really would like to see a new iTunes review. Just give me a review. I don't care what it is. Say something bad. I can take it. Say something bad. Say something bad in the iTunes podcast reviews. I mean, we have we have perfect ratings. I know I'm not a perfect guy. There's no possible way I can be perfect. Please tell me what I could do better. Um, if not, if there is nothing that I could do better and you just like to keep listening, just tune in tomorrow night. Tune back in tomorrow night. All right. Kisses, guys. Love you all. That was really sus. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry about that. Um, tell your dog about us. Oh, by the way, I was walking up the stairs last night and I had all the lights shut off behind me. And I knew the demons were walking up behind me, and I just turned around and I just gave him a little flick. I flicked him off real quick. I flicked him. I flicked him off real quick because I felt good. And I, let me tell you, I had one of the worst nights of sleep after that. They absolutely dominated my brain, and I got absolutely possessed at golf today. I golfed like such poo poo cheeks. So anyway, all right, tell your dog.